catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Recorded live. Hey, everybody. Welcome to tonight's Fibro Awareness Night right here on WIRN Internet Radio, right here on the Health and Wellness Channel, right on TalkShoe.com. And we're really excited, honestly, to be here, you know, be doing this day for Fibro. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is a very important day. This is Fibro Awareness Day. Okay, uh, what people need to understand is, you know, we need these awareness days to get things rolling. Okay, without these awareness days, ladies and gentlemen, we're sort of like floating in water, you know, we're sort of like dead wood, you know, per se, because nonetheless, I mean, like, there's just like not a lot of knowledge out there about chronic pain conditions. And why be dead wood? when, you know, we could be helpful to other individuals that need the assistance, you know? And that's why we're here, you know? I think it's very important that we focus on these days and these months um, because, you know, without focusing on these awarenesses, you know, it's like almost like a piece of dead wood floating in the water, really. Honestly, to tell you the truth, I mean, like, you know, people just don't understand. We need people to start understanding. You know, people that don't have fibro, that don't have an autoimmune disease. People need to start understanding where we're coming from, ladies and gentlemen, what we're doing, you know, and how we're trying to cope with our pain, you know. Again, what do I mean by what are we doing? Well, what are we doing to fight the pain? What treatments are we trying? You know, what are we doing? You know, are we just sitting around doing nothing? No, we're not lazy people. Hey, listen, if we would honestly choose to either work or sit home and do nothing, or you know, what would you want to do? I would want to work, yes. Well, I'm working now as an entrepreneur. You know, would I want to work in a nine-to-five job? I don't know. I mean, like, I didn't find one. You know, in my, in my first life, I didn't find one. You know, that really appealed to me. I really like entrepreneurialism and running my own business and running my own thing and having control over my own money and my own life instead of having a boss tell me what I have to do. I shouldn't have a boss to tell me what to do, you know? But that's your choice, you know? I mean, would you rather not be working and just vegging in bed, doing absolutely nothing because it's woe is me, what am I going to do with my life? Or getting up, sitting in front of a computer, doing work as an entrepreneur, going to work nine to five, you know, so on and so forth, being active. I would want to be, be active. That's what I would want to be, you know, and I am. I'm very active. I'm doing these shows. 
of the JGF organization that's really coming to fruition now. That is my goal. That is my life. I hang my hat on that. Okay? Those two things, this radio station and JGF organization, that's what I hang my hat on. You know? And when it comes down to it, we all have special gifts. And every show I'm going to say this. Every show I'm going to say it. We all have special gifts, ladies and gentlemen. Utilize those special gifts that God has given you. Otherwise, he would have never gave you these gifts. Everybody has a gift. Find that gift. Find it. Marcy, thank you for popping into the chat room. Welcome to the show. Right now, we're uh, hanging and we're waiting for Marianne Parker. The show will go a little bit longer tonight, longer than the two hours expected. Please expect to be here for an extra half hour, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, more towards the end of the show. So around 10.30 Eastern time, we will shut down the show. So really exciting stuff, ladies and gentlemen. Pick and choose what you want to do with your life. That's what we were talking about. You know, I, I was talking last night on my show, you know, and I've been having, honestly, I've had, let's see, I've had one, two, three, four, five, I've had six shows in two days on my channel. A lot of people would wonder, you know, hey, Joe, are you feeling okay? <laughs> are you tired from all of those shows? I'll be like, no, I am so excited to do these shows that I, I build up all kinds of energy to come on and do these shows for you. Really. I'm not tired. I love learning. And I love gaining knowledge. And I love teaching you all. I love coming here and teaching everybody out there. I'm a teacher. I've done my research. I've done my research on Google. Uh, reading articles, uh, you know, um, magazines, books, all kinds of things, ladies and gentlemen. I've done my research. I still have a lot more to research. Researching is never done. Learning never stops. If learning stops, you're dead wood. You know, get out of my way, you're dead wood. You know, if you don't want to keep learning, there's something wrong. So no dead wood is going to stop me from continuing what I have to do. So just get out of the way. You know, that's the bottom line. Just get out of the way if you want to be a piece of dead wood. You know? Well, I have to do my job here. And my job is to get the information out on fibro awareness tonight. You know? And tonight's first guest, when she arrives, will be Mary Ann Parker. And she has numerous conditions. She has lupus. She has PTSD. She has Gulf War illness. You know, she has fibro. And she has numerous other conditions. Most of them she got from the war. She's a veteran of our wonderful United States of America. She fought for our freedoms. And look at what she's really 
come back and she's paid for it with her life, really. You know, she really has given up her life, you know, to do what she's done. She now has all these conditions that she has to deal with day in and day out, whether it be pain, whether it be going for a surgery, you know, whether it be weird things happening to her body. Mary Ann Parker is a warrior, just like all our other guests tonight. Marilyn Fortner, Pat Ken, and Crystal Murphy, all warriors of this condition, and others. Because as you know, autoimmune diseases, ladies and gentlemen, go hand in hand. So if you have one, Unfortunately, you may get others. You know, in my case, thank God, it's just RSD. In many other cases, unfortunately, people get other ones, whether it be lupus, whether it be IC, RA, whatever it is, they all come rolled up into one, really. And they all have similar things going on, similar symptoms, you know, so you would really never know if your RSD turns into fiber unless you read a book or you go to Google and you see that fibro is more of a widespread pain than RSD is. RSD starts concentrated in one area and then it could eventually spread to the whole body. Unfortunately, there's a lot of people that live with full body RSD. You know, unfortunately, there are people that are bed-bound because of RSD. Same thing with fibro. Fibro could be very debilitating as well. Fibro could put you in a wheelchair. Fibro could keep you homebound. Pain is not a nice thing. Pain is ugly. But you have to fight it. You have to continue fighting it, and you have to continue living life and doing the good deeds of God. God has given you talents. Find those talents. It's not woe is me. Stop woe is me. I'm tired of hearing woe is me. What am I going to do with my life? Well, I was like that in the beginning. Yes, in my honesty, I was like that in the beginning. I was actually on mental medications because I didn't know where I was going. And I was so confused that I had no idea what I was going to do with the rest of my life. I came out of that, though. It takes years. Yeah, it took me about two, two strong years to get out of that woes me phase. You know, I mean, there are a lot of newbies out there, like, really don't know what to do with their RSD. You know, I could understand that. I was there. I was laying in bed. That same person, woe was me. What am I going to do with my life? You know, I was that guy. I was that guy for about a year, a year and a half, maybe two years. I was that guy. But I don't say it no more because I've built myself up. Folks, you've got to build yourself up. You know, it's not, you know, the anger. It's not you know, where am I going? What am I doing? All the depression. 
you know? The negativity, ladies and gentlemen, the negativity of RSD cannot defeat you and of all these other autoimmune diseases. Fibro, it could be very, very debilitating. I know people that have fibro that have it all over the place. And I am telling you, it is painful, ladies and gentlemen. You know, I can watch these people wince and moan and, you know, and everything. It's, it, if you know that somebody is in pain, like I could feel it because I'm an empath. I could feel when people are in pain. So I have a gift. Okay, but you know, some people, you know, would never know that people are in pain if you just look at them. Oh, you look fine. You can go back to work. Oh, really? Oh, you really think so? Well, why don't you live in my body for eh, not even a day? I'll give you like an hour. Live in my body for an hour and tell me how you feel. Just an hour. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. An hour. That's all I ask. An hour. I am telling you, ladies and gentlemen, when it comes down to it, don't listen to these people. If they tell you, yeah, you can go back to work, you look great. You look awesome. Oh, really? And my response to that is, live in my body for an hour. Or a day. You know, it depends on the person. The person keeps saying it after you tell them what RSD is. Live in my body for 24 days, okay? I don't care, you know? Live in my body for 24 days, okay? Because you deserve it, okay? Because the, the sarcasm doesn't work with me. But if you're somebody that's new, you know, that doesn't really understand and never really, you know, said anything or... You know, you're a brand new person in my life or whatever, so on and so forth. All right, I'll give you an hour in my body. You get an hour, and then you can come right out and tell me how you feel. Tell me how you feel. Let me know. You know, because invisible disorders are honestly the, the, the worst when it comes to bullying. How many people with invisible disorders get bullied every day by their families, by their brothers and sisters, by their aunts and uncles, you know, by their grandmothers and grandfathers? Oh, you look fine. You could go back to work. That's the way they sound in my mind. When they say in that, that's exactly the way they sound. Like Scooby-Doo. Really. That's exactly the way they sound. Well, well, you look fine. You can go back to work. That's exactly the way they sound. Because I try to make it a joke. I do. I try to really make it a joke because if it's not made a joke, somebody's going through a window. You know, I, you know, I, I, I just, I, you know, that's just the way it is. You know, I mean, like, you know. Like I said, it gets annoying after a while. You know, it gets annoying after a while to the point, you know, where I say to myself, you know, I got to just step away from here. 
before somebody really does go through a window. You know, uh, you know, it 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 really gets uh, unbelievable. It really does. You know, and uh, I, I tell you, it's it's just unbelievable, ladies and gentlemen. You know what is is going on. You know, with all of this, it, it, you know, people need to understand that you know with these diseases comes a lot of other things. You know, depression and anxiety and panic attack and IBS and, you know, because I know that because I got IBS because of RSD, you know. But so many other things happen. So many other things, ladies and gentlemen, occur, you know, with these horrible disorders that we have. You know, to be heart problems, brain problems, uh, liver problems you know, kidney problems. I mean, all these disorders have some sort of uh, combined symptoms that affect the whole body, okay? Affect the whole body nonetheless. You know, internal organs, external organs, whatever it is, ladies and gentlemen, it's affected with these autoimmune diseases. You know, and unfortunately, a lot of it is the nervous system. You know, and it's it's unfortunate. You know, it really is unfortunate. Um, I you know I I don't know what else to say about that. You know, um, it's just to me, it's just unbelievable. Uh, you know, it just keeps going on and on and on and on. It just never stops, and it's annoying because it's an annoying pain. You know, I know with many fibro patients, there's a lot of annoying pains. It's honestly more widespread than RSD or any of the other um, autoimmune diseases. You know, the most aggressive of the autoimmune diseases happens to be lupus, you know. But, you know, RSD, hey, you know, RSD is up there, fibro is up there. RA, IC, um, MS, all of these autoimmune diseases have some symptom that's the same or different. But it depends on the person's body. It really does. Whether the body, whether that person gets full body RSD or concentrated RSD in one limb or whatever it is. Depends on the body. Depends on how hard you push yourself, too. That's why you have to do things, but do things gradually when you have a chronic pain disorder or when you have an autoimmune disease. You can't push yourself too hard because if you do, you can go into a flare. And you don't want to go into a flare. Hell no, you don't want to go into a flare. RSD flares are the worst. I've been there and I've done that. <laughs> I've been there and I've done that. I'm telling you, you know, 10 pain up there, laying in bed, woes me. In the beginning, this was all in the beginning. Oh, yes. I was In the first two years, I was definitely woes me. I was definitely negative. I didn't know what to do. Didn't know how to stop the pain. You know, then I figured out ways. 
and started feeling better. The mind started to get better. Then the mind started to get rolling. And then here comes these wonderful things that I do on the internet. And now, because of Colin R, it's even better. It's even greater. Because now I really have somewhat of a life path. I really can be that person that can remember things now. And so on and so forth. We do have a guest coming in. Let's check it out. Hello, you're on the air. Hello, you're on the air. Hi, Joey. Hi, yes. This is Marilyn Bordner. Hi, yes. Awesome. Thank you so much uh, for calling in. Uh, this is the first of our guests. Uh, we're going to add Marianne Parker later on during the show. First of our guests right here, uh, Marilyn Fortner uh, is here with us, and she is going to be talking about her fibro experience, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, let's clap it up for Marilyn. Thank you so much for being on today's show and being one of the faces of fibromyalgia today. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, so Marilyn, why don't you start from the beginning and uh, let us know your story here. I started with fibromyalgia, they say, as a child, but then when I was diagnosed with it in 1980, when I got hit by a semi in 1979, they said that my fibromyalgia got worse when I got hit by the semi. Um, I started having severe pain, not only from being hit by the semi, but I started getting radiating pain in all the joints or all the spots where you get fibromyalgia pain, all the trigger points where all the fibromyalgia pain comes after you get fibromyalgia. And they said that um, that I definitely had it. They said I had polymyalgia because it was so bad throughout my body. They said that, that I probably had it as a child because I wouldn't let them comb my hair or touch me as a child. They called me. They didn't say back when I was a child because I was born in 1952, but they said was I grew up that I was autistic, but I wasn't autistic. They said when I grew up and got to be an adult, they said that, that I had something but they didn't know what was wrong with me as a child but they said because I wouldn't let them brush my hair because it hurt so bad and I wouldn't let them touch me and hug me because it hurt so bad that I probably had this as a child but after the semi hit me it really got worse and um then I was in three rollover accidents and it got really bad Mm -hmm. and then I had to quit work because of the fibromyalgia pain and it just, it's destroyed my life. I mean, my life has totally changed. My kids say, Mom, can't you do the things you used to do? No, I can't. I can't walk anymore. And it's not because of semi-hitting me. It's because of the accident. But it's also because of fibromyalgia. I mean, I can't walk anymore. I can't, I walk with a walker, but it's very painful. I can't, when I get up in the morning, I'm so stiff sometimes I can't move. It's because of fibromyalgia. It's not because of anything else. Mm-hmm. I have trouble with chronic fatigue syndrome. I have trouble with the fibromyalgia and all the diseases that go with fibromyalgia. There's several diseases that go with fibromyalgia. It's not just the fibromyalgia. There's irritable bowel syndrome. There's uh, sleep apnea. There's there's all kinds of things that go with fibromyalgia. It's mm-hmm. just not labeled fibromyalgia. There's lots of things that go with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I know I know for a fact with autoimmune diseases, you know, myself included, you know, with RSD, sleep apnea, you know, is is, is definite, you know, with uh, with RSD. Uh, do you have sleep apnea uh, yes. with your fibro? Yes. 
You use a CPAP machine? They took it off me because I had gastric bypass surgery. I went from 350 pounds to 100, down to 250 pounds. So they took it off of me, but now my breathing's got so bad at night, they put me back on it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. I have a CPAP machine myself. I, you know, I find that with the CPAP machine, I sleep a little bit better at night, you know, but the pain is still there. You know, the pins and needles uh, pain that I have is still there. Um, in your case, what types of pains do you get every day, you know, with your fibromyalgia? What kind of um, what kind of pain is it? Is it a burning pain, a stabbing pain? I got restless legs and really bad. It's not just in my legs anymore. Now it's went up to my arms. It feels like I got worms crawling in my arms. It feels like somebody's shooting needles up and down my arms. I have um, I have back pain that's not from the accident. It's from um, from the fibromyalgia. I mean, it feels like somebody's stabbing me in the back constantly with a knife, and my neck feels like somebody's got pins and needles, and it's just like, I don't know how to explain it. It's just really bad. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I know what pins and needles fit, uh, feels like. I, I, I know that for a fact because that's what I feel in my left foot, left ankle. Uh, but, um, you know, when it comes down to it, you know, these uh, autoimmune diseases, you know, have a lot of connection with other autoimmune diseases. So, I mean, do I you have... I have lupus and I have... Um, I have chronic fatigue syndrome, and this stuff isn't all in our head. People used to tell me as, as I got older or younger, when I was younger, because in, in my 30s, they said, oh, Marilyn, there's nothing wrong with you. Just go to a psychiatrist. You'll be all right, because I was really depressed and all this stuff that went along with it, and they said, go to a psychiatrist. You'll be all right. I didn't need a psychiatrist. I needed somebody to diagnose me with polymyalgia. It wasn't, it was fibromyalgia. It wasn't, you know, it was polymyalgia. They said, it was in my head. It wasn't in my head. It was a real disease. Yeah. And there's still doctors out there that doesn't believe in fibromyalgia. It's a real true disease. I mean, it's not something we believe we dreamed up. It's a true disease out there. And there need to be all the doctors in the world need to understand this is true. We're not yeah. making this stuff up. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely not. And it's definitely not all in your head. I mean, uh, I know what that is. I know... Unfortunately, you know, I went to a few doctors that said it was all in your head. It's all in your head. You know, it's psychosomatic. Oh yeah, you know. But um, well, they tried to tell me my chronic fatigue or my yeah, my chronic fatigue syndrome is all in my head. I said, you try sleeping at night, then I can't. I wake up from pain. I wake up. I'm on a pain patch of 75 micrograms. I'm on Norco. You know, every six hours I can take two. It's not doing me any good. Period. The pain yeah. wakes me up, and I can't go back to sleep. I mean, I sleep maybe two hours every four hours. I wake up. I take another pill. I I, I try to go back to sleep. I can't go to sleep. I just can't. Yeah, I hear you. I, trust me, I hear you. I've been there, and I, I had those issues. Um, so um, when it comes to treatments, uh, Marilyn, uh, have you tried anything that really works for you? I tried water therapy. That helps some. If the water is hot enough, but the water is not hot enough, they can forget it because it's cold water. I definitely hurt more. Mm-hmm. I've tried um, a TENS machine. That helps some, but once the TENS machine shut off after about 20 minutes, it quits working. Mm-hmm. I've tried um, um, physical therapy. That helps some. Deep massage helps some, but all this stuff stops happening after all the therapy goes away. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. Um, you know, I heard a lot about water therapy 
Uh, what do you do when you go to water therapy that helps so much, per se, in a pain patient? It helps as long as you're moving around as much as you can. The water lungs, the water's hot enough, but the water's the least cold. I mean, if it's above 95, you're okay, but if that water's chilled, you can forget it. Mm-hmm. And um, as long as they exercise the joints at a slow degree, I mean, if they start telling you move around and start running through the water and stuff like that, you can forget it. You can't do it. Right. If they do small, slow strokes or small, slow movement, you can do it. But if they try to do you fast, you can't do it. It just your joints won't move. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, I totally understand. I mean, they told me something about water therapy, too. You know, in the beginning, uh, I never tried it. I, you know, I, that's definitely something I would like to try myself. It works uh, so as long as you just do it continuously, but you got to do it the rest of your life. You can't do it for three months and then quit and then go back six months later and do it for another three months and quit. you got to do this continuously the rest of your life, and, and there's no insurance company out there will pay for it the rest of your life. That's true. That's, <laughs> that's true. Um, so have you run into any insurance issues with your fibromyalgia? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I've run into plenty of insurance issues with, with my uh, RSD. I hear you. Um, so your medications, you have an issue getting your medications? I used to have a hard time getting my Norco and my pain patch, but now my doctor's got it set up that, you know, she's got she's got all these pains plus the semi-accident that, you know, you, you take them away from her and she's going to crawl in a hole and die. I mean, her depression will get so bad that you take them away from her, she'll just die. Yeah, yeah, wow. Yeah, so I, it really, uh, you know... I want to learn a little bit more about fibro. You know, I, you know, me personally, I know somewhat. I've done my research on fibro. You can um, do all the research in the world, but unless you live it, you don't know what it's like. Exactly, exactly. So I want to learn from somebody that has fibromyalgia how, I, I guess, a day in a life of somebody with fibromyalgia. It can change that? from day to day. One day you can get up, Joe, and you feel like like there's no you're on the top of the world. You don't have any pain. You just it's great. The next day or that night, you could be hurting so bad that you can't even walk across the floor. Mm-hmm. Wow. And it changes from minute to minute. Sometimes, I mean, someday you can feel like, oh, I can do anything and everything, or you can do it, and you're hurting so bad by nighttime you can't move. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, I mean, how are your emotions through this whole thing? I mean, like, you know, are you angry? Are you mad? Are you sad? Are you happy? I used to be really mad. I used to hate the world because I, I had this pain. I used to think, why me? Mm-hmm. But then I got to where I realized there's nothing I can do about this. There's nothing I can I have to live with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of family members in my family that got this, and I guess it's, they say it's not genetic, but I think it is. Mm-hmm. To a certain extent, it's genetic. I think it's because of accidents. I know it's from trauma in your life. They say it isn't, but yes, it is. It's from severe trauma in your life. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, I mean, like uh, a lot of these autoimmune disease disorders uh, uh, have a lot to do with trauma. You know, if there was a trauma in your life per se that you went through, could it have brought out, you know, the fibromyalgia or the RSD? It's a possibility. I mean, there's triggers to these things. Uh, do you think you had a trigger? As a child, I was very much abused, so, yeah. I yeah. I had this as a child. I know I did. Yeah, wow. 
Yeah, so you've been living with it for a while then, uh, as as a, as a child until now. You've been living with fibro for uh, for a while then. Uh, oh, I'm guess... going to be 63 in June, so I've had it since I was about three, they say. Wow. What wow. the doctors so, can go back and figure out. So 60 years. Wow, that's 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 amazing to live with pain. Hey, uh, you're a warrior. That makes you a warrior, living with pain that long. I'm telling okay, you. Okay, say I'm an angel on this earth because I survived a semi-accident. They told my kids I'd never walk or talk again. Yeah. Well, wow, that's it's it's amazing, you know, to talk to somebody like you, you know, that has been dealing with it for a long, long time. This pain. So, how on earth do you cope with it? Do you figure out ways to cope with it? Yeah, when it gets really bad, I just start playing music. I get on the internet and on Facebook, and I talk to other people that have got it. I go into chat rooms that people have got it, and we just all get together and say, "Okay, this is the way we're going to deal with this." I mean, you know, we've all got it. We all deal with it, and Today's a bad day for all of us, and we'll just sit in here and talk about it. And what are you doing today to make yours feel better? Or what am I going to do today to make it feel better? Or, and then we just, or we just try to concentrate on something else. I mean, I'll listen to music, or I'll play card games, or I'll play the computer, or I'll do whatever so I don't have to worry about pain. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, unbelievable, you know, um, how it is steroids shots in my joints sometimes. I mean, I just had a hip shot yesterday. Tomorrow I go for for a, a shoulder shot, and then uh, they're going to do both hips, both shoulders, both knees, both wrists, both ankles. I mean, they're doing all the the, the spots they can do with steroids to <laughs> try to calm down the pain. It's not doing a whole lot of good, but then they're going to start on my back and with um, injections, but it helps some. Yeah. So what do you you get uh nerve blocks in your back? Yep. More nerve blocks? Yep. Yeah. Mhm. I don't know which words having the blocks or having pain before it. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, because sometimes you know, in my case I was I got um one bar nerve block, it did absolutely nothing to me. But for for a couple of days, the the spot in the back, you know, where they hit my nerve I guess, I don't know, you know, hurt like crap. Her life, it really, it really hurt, you know, and it really, I, I thought honestly that the RSD was spreading to my back. That's how bad that the pain was in my back after the lumbar nerve block. And I said, oh, man, really? You know, I, I you know, what a way to get a spreading pain, you know, I really. And, you know, and I was, like, perturbed for a little while, and I'm like, well, then the pain dissipated and went away, and I'm like, wow, thank God this pain went away. I didn't want it to spread, you know. Um, so it's just unbelievable. Really, it is unbelievable with these Most pain of the time conditions. when they put the shots on my back, it helps for three months. just depends if they get it in the right spot and put enough steroid in there. Yeah, yeah. Most of the time when they put it in my joints, it helps for like two months. And then it doesn't make the pain go away, but it does help for a couple months. But it doesn't take the fiber away in the trigger points. Mhm, mhm. So uh, when it comes down to it, I mean, uh, you got to stay positive. That's what I tell everybody. If you don't, yeah. I mean, if you're not a Christian, you don't believe in God, and you don't pray enough. And I'm not preaching Christianity on the phone right now, but I mean, if you're not positive and don't believe in that, you've got to live with this, and you just stay positive, you will go crazy over this disease. It's it's just unbelievable, really. And, you know, I, it's it's unbelievable to the point that you know, 
it, what it does to the body, it just breaks down your body. Like, you know, honestly, it just breaks down your body and you feel like a big pain ball. Well, that's that's what you feel like. It's like my your whole body. My say, Mom, you used to do so much with me. Why don't you do it anymore? And I said, I can't. They said, yeah. but you look healthy, Mom. I said, yeah, I look healthy, but you don't know what my body feels like. You yeah. can't see my pain. Yeah. And see, that's the, the worst part of these uh, disorders is, is you can't see it, you know, and that's what, what bothers me the most about the disorders, uh, you know, these autoimmune disorders, is because there's so much stigma behind them. Uh, you know, oh, you look fine, you can go back Yeah, when to I walk, I walk, everybody says, oh, Marilyn, you look like you're doing great today. I says, yeah, I do, but if I'm in my wheelchair, I don't hurt. If I'm in my walker, I hurt like there's no tomorrow. If you could see my pain, then you'd tell me, get in that walker and stay in it. Yeah, yeah. So when it comes down to it, uh, do you do you need aid to walk every day, or can you? I walk? use a wheelchair ninety percent of the time. Yeah, yeah. When I go out of the house, I have to use my walker because I can't, you know, put a wheelchair in the car. But that's the only time I use my walker is when I go out of the house. Otherwise, I'm with my wheelchair all the time. Yeah. Wow. So I mean, like, yeah, it, it's. It's debilitating to the point where you've got to stay in your wheelchair for the re- most of your life, really. You're, most of your life is spent in a wheelchair. And I used, I'm used. i in a handicap apartment, not because of the semi, because I learned to walk and talk all over again after the semi hit me. Yeah. I walked pretty good right after the semi. You know, I got back on my feet and everything, but uh, the fibromyalgia curtain moved me up so bad that I'm in a handicap apartment. I mean, I can get all over this place with my wheelchair, not because it's handicap accessible. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, yeah. A lot of places, some places don't have that uh, wheelchair accessibility, so that's good that it's wheelchair accessible there. Um, unbelievable. Unbelievable. So um, with, with your uh, fibromyalgia, um, the medications that you took, did you see any changes you know, I guess in your mental thought or your uh, physical... Yeah, the Lyrica they got me on. Yes, the Lyrica helps, but it also makes my mind foggy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yep. I was on Lyrica for about a week, uh, and I had to come off of it because it really was changing my mental patterns. I, I, I couldn't take it no more. I had to get off of that medication. Well, uh, it wasn't I, really I take helping. it joy because it, it does make my pain better. I mean... I don't like the Lyrica, but it does help my pain, so I do take it. Yeah. My doctor yeah. says he's going to have to start weaning me off, though, because it's killing my liver. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, because, yeah, well, like I said, you know, these medications, they will help something and hurt something else in your body, you know? Uh, so, yeah, when it comes to the liver, you know, the, the liver is a very important organ in the body, you know? And when that's well, I'm on 20 down, meds a day because of my fibromyalgia and the other conditions I got from the fibromyalgia, so... I'm on so much medication that they don't know what to do with me anymore. They said, you know, they're going to have to take me off a lot of this meds because I'm getting worse and worse. And they said, if they don't get me off some of my liver's going to kill me, if nothing else. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I mean, the medications will eat away at that, your liver and so on and so forth. I, I, know, what, I know what you're saying. I, you know, I mean, uh, I lived it. You know, I, I, I mean... They when, say there's a lot of... A lot of herbs and stuff out there that will help us. I've even tried that, Joy. I've even tried herbs, the drinks. Yeah. I've tried everything. i got a girlfriend that sells 
Herbalife. I've got another one that sells this drink. I've got I've tried all kinds of drinks. I've tried all kinds of herbs. I've tried everything, and there's nothing out there that helps. I mean, honest, there's nothing out there. Wow, wow, unbelievable. You know, when it comes when it comes down to it, you know, you just gotta find that treatment or thing for you. You know, and unfortunately, it sounds like you haven't found that one thing yet that you know could actually quell your pain. You know. And uh, I would just say, you know, keep fighting. You know, you've been fighting for, what, 60 years? And I'm going to keep fighting. I'm not giving up. i got grandkids I want to see grow up. I want to be 99 and watch them have kids. There you go. There you go. I hope that happens for you. I really do. Um, You know, it's just unfortunate, you know, with these conditions. It could take years, you know, before you find that one treatment or a couple of treatments for you that will... Uh, basically quell your pain, you know, so you can move on with life and actually have some uh, sensibility going on, you know, with life, you know, again. You know, it's uh, unbelievable what these autoimmune conditions could do to the body, you know. I mean, I've seen lupus patients. I've seen RA patients, you know, where they can't move their fingers. You know, know, do you have any neuropathies with your fibro? And my leg's really bad. Really? Really? Yeah. And when you try, if you try to get up, it's tough for you to stand? When I try to get up, my legs go to sleep on me so bad, I feel like I'm going to fall. Wow. Yeah, you, I always you, have my walker beside me, even though I'm going to get in the wheelchair, I have the walker beside me because I'm afraid that I'm going to fall on my legs. They're going to um, give out on me and I'm going to fall, so I just have to walk beside me just in case I do fall. Because I fall a lot, I mean, and that's because they say of the fiber, not only that, but, you know, the semi, but they say a lot of it's the fiber. They don't blame it on the semi anymore. They said that the fiber now is destroying my brain, even they said that they don't, they haven't connected all together, but I go to Madison, Wisconsin next month, and they said that they're going to prove this, that the fiber now is destroying brain waves, and that, uh, that I'm falling so much because it's doing so much damage up there that that it's causing me to fall a lot. I mean, I cut a toe off last month. They had to put ten stitches to put it back on. I broke my pelvis. Wow. I've uh, I've fallen here and, and laid on the heat register for three hours and got six degree six third degree burns on my butt. I mean, I've hurt myself really bad in this apartment and it's because I'm falling. And they said that you know I have to use that walker when I'm getting up, which I do, but Sometimes I just don't get to that chair, and yeah. it's all because of the fibromyalgia. Wow. Oh, man. Very debil- but, debil- it's a very disease that just controls your body. I mean, you, yeah, there's nothing yeah. you can do about it. Yeah. But you definitely. learn to live with it. I mean, you just do. You, you've got no choice. And if you want to exist in this world, you have to realize this is something I have, something I can't take away, and... I don't know why I've got it, but it's something I'm going to live with, and I'm going to go on with life. Yeah, that's what you got to do. you got to move forward and find those couple of special things that you can do with your life and do them, you know. Um, you know, find those special gifts that, you know, God has given you, you know, per well, se, you know. Like I said, I'm, I'm very religious, and, you know, being surviving a semi-accident, I tell everybody, you know, not many people get to say they survived a semi-hitting them. And living in the coma for six months or six weeks and coming out of it and walking and talking again. Not many people get to say that. And when yeah. you do, 
most of your vegetables, and I'm not a vegetable. I can walk and talk again, and it doesn't sound like I had an injury, but you sit around and try to get my nursing skill out of me. You ain't going to get none because I don't remember them. Unbelievable. So, I mean, uh, have you had numerous hospital stays because of your fibromyalgia? I'm in the hospital a lot because of my fibromyalgia. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do they know how to treat you correctly when you go into the hospital? How is there no. kind of pain protocol there? Nope. I go to one hospital because the other two don't know what to do with me. One hospital took me off all my meds and says, well, we're going to take everything away and we'll learn you, put you on a slow ass. Oh, no, you're not. Check me out of this hospital and put me back in the hospital where I belong. Yeah. Unbelievable. Not a lot of people, not a lot, I should say, not a lot of doctors really understand chronic pain conditions because they, they, only, don't believe have, in them. they only have two weeks of chronic pain training. That's it. Two weeks. Well, most of them don't believe in pain either. Yeah. It's all in our heads. Yeah. Yeah, it's all right. It's all in our heads. Because they only get two weeks of training when it comes to chronic pain conditions. No well, the government's got it so know. bad anymore. They think that if they give us a pain pill, that we're going to get hooked on them. And then, and then there's so many out there that sell them anymore that they think, oh my goodness, these people are going to sell their pills. We can't give them to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly right. Because then they think they're a pill pusher. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, and it comes down to the point where people need. These pain medications, they need the opiates, but they're not readily available for the patients because the government is now putting stops on Well, that. now they got it where, and I don't drive anymore because I can't drive because of the semi. They got it where now you have to go to your doctor physically every month, pick up those prescriptions, physically take them to the pharmacy, physically have the pharmacy fill them once a month, physically have to go back to that pharmacy and pick them up the next day or whatever, and you yeah. can't get these prescriptions unless you physically go to your doctor and get them. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, for people like you, that's tough. You know, people in wheelchair. You know, people that, you know, don't ordinarily, you know, get out every day, all day, whatever it is, it's tough. You know, it's tough. And, you know, they make it more harder on people, you know, to get their medications. It's not Well, the government did this about, I guess, six years ago. I can't remember, Joey, but they did this about six years ago, and they found out it didn't work because there's too many people that need our drugs out there that they take them away this way by people that don't drive or just can't get out. And they can't get those drugs. So they're going to find out it's not going to work again. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, like, you know, unbelievable. And when you go to the pharmacy, and I spoke about this earlier as well, when you go to the pharmacy, the medicine is not even readily available to you. Or they make you feel like you're a drug addict. Well, what do you need this for this time? Or why are you getting it every month? Or um, do you really need this every month? I said, yes, I do. I wouldn't be here asking for it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh, man. I, you know, it's just unbelievable, really. I mean, it's just ongoing with these pharmacies, you know. Uh, and uh, with me, like I said, I mean, they didn't even have one of the medications one time. I had to go 30 minutes driving down, all the way down to Highland Boulevard here on Staten Island, you know, to get medication. I could have got over here two minutes away from my house. You know, so it, it, it's not right what they well, do. last time I went to get mine, they said it'd be done in 20 minutes. It took two and a half hours to get it there. I said, wait a minute, I can't sit here two and a half hours. I have a caregiver for three hours. That's all I have. 
Yeah. After that three hours, she's going home. What do I do? Yeah, exactly. What do you do? Exactly. I mean, how is it with a caregiver? Did the caregiver help you a lot or what? Oh, yeah, she's very faithful. I used to have 40 hours a week. Now I got 18 hours a week. And when you hit 60 in my state, um, you don't have what's called doors anymore, vision, vocation, rehabilitation. They take it away from you because they figure when you hit 60, you should go to a nursing home. You shouldn't live in your own home anymore. So they took it away from me. Now I got 18 hours a week, but I'm living to survive on it. There you go. That's it. You got to keep fighting, right? You got to keep going, plugging away, right? Well, you know, uh, don't give up your independence. You know, I'm not you going to. to. Yeah. I'm not going to. Yeah. Don't let the insurance companies tell you what to do, you know, and then that's it. You know, I nice. mean, like, you know, these insurance companies, uh, you know, they, they they start cutting off after a certain age. I think that's that's stupid, honestly, because as you get older, you need more medication. More help you need you more do when doctor. you're younger. Yeah, you need more as you get older. So I don't understand why they cut it, you know. Uh, well, they figure when you hit 60, you should go to a nursing home. You shouldn't have to be in your home. Yeah, but why should you have to go to a nursing home if you want to be independent and you still can be independent? Why should you go to a nursing home? Well, that's what they feel. Yeah, I know. I know what they do. Trust me. I, I, yeah, it, it's, it, you know, it's not fair, you know, what they do. But it is Well, I'm not is. going to a nursing home. As a nurse, I worked in lots of nursing homes. I refuse to go to a nursing home. I mean, I'll crawl in a hole and die before I go to a nursing home. I'm not work, not living in a nursing home after working in them. I, I hear you. I hear you. I mean, it, it's, uh, I've, I've been to nursing homes. I've done, you know, Hanson nursing homes, you know, for the old people. You know, I always... Gave back, and that was one of the way, uh, one of the ways in school that I gave back. I actually went to do uh, bingo with the old folks over there in uh, in the nursing home, the the nursing home here, uh, and I used to do bingo, you know, with them. And I know I saw the conditions, you know, of the various, um, you know, nursing homes around Staten Island. So I could only imagine what it is in other states and you know other counties. In Illinois, it's terrible. In around Chicago, area where I live, I don't live right in Chicago, but I live ninety miles away from it. It's really, really bad here. It's like walking into a pea factory. Oh no, that's terrible. Oh no. Um, and you say you worked in nursing homes? Yes, for a long time until I started doing babies. So when it comes down to it, you have, do you have, you know, any, did you have any medical knowledge of fibromyalgia before you actually got fibromyalgia? Or you just no, because a- it, I used to do older people, you know, in nursing homes and in their homes. I took care of people that they were dying in their homes because I was a hospice nurse. Then yeah. I went to taking care of babies in their homes that were sent home to die, but I didn't, I only had two die on me in 15 years. So I think I had a pretty good track record. When, when did you realize you couldn't work anymore? When about, um, went back to work after I got hit with a semi. After four years, I went back to work. And I worked for probably five years. And they said, Marilyn, you, one thing you can't do because you can't remember your skills. But the most reason you can't work is because you can't walk anymore. Oh, you couldn't walk anymore. Yeah. Because the fibromyalgia crippled me up so bad. And then my memory, because the fibromyalgia was destroying my brain. Yeah. I just couldn't wow. do it anymore. Wow. Did you enjoy what you did? Did you enjoy I really that? enjoyed it. I, if I could go right back right now and take care of those babies or those elderly people, I'd be working tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I hate sitting home. Yeah, I, I, 
I, I would love to help folks too. And, and that's definitely something I would like to do. I, and, 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 you know, focus, you know, you know, my, my energies now, it's tough for me to get back to work with the RSD, you know, but I'm focusing a lot of my energies now, you know, with the JGF organization, which is the, the organization that I'm creating. And we're going to be giving back, you know, to various communities. And those are two communities, uh, the elderly and the, uh, the kids, uh, you know, we're going to give back to, you know, with, uh, with JGF, you know, organization. Uh, so it took care I, of a lot of people with, with, uh, MD and, 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 um, MD and MS too. Mm-hmm. I loved my job. I loved it big time. I hated that I had to quit. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's it gotta be, it's gotta be hard, you know, to, to make that final decision, you know, to move forward. But Hey, I mean, like, you know, I tell everybody that was your first life and, and now this is your second life. So utilize that second life and make it better than the first, you know. And, you don't have uh, a choice. Yeah. So uh, to me, I, I'm utilizing it to the best of my ability, the second life. You know, I, I know a lot of us are, you know, which are really trying to find ways to, you know, open up our minds you know, and, and help other people and, and help ourselves at the same time. You know, I, that's what I'm doing with these shows, you know, and that's why I'm so happy that I'm... I'm and it really I'm made there. me so good when you asked me on tonight because I know so much about fibromyalgia because I've lived it so many years. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, it's it's crazy, but, yeah, you've been living it uh, for uh, 60 years. 60 years, ladies and gentlemen, she's been living with fibromyalgia. In June, I'll be 61. Unbelievable, unbelievable, and uh, it didn't she keeps get bad until it didn't get bad though until about sixty. Well, when I hit forty, it got really bad. Mhm, mhm. Yeah, like without that that positive spirit, where would you be? That's that. I would have gave up a long time ago, and I would have just died. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, do you deal with a lot of swelling in your fibro-affected areas? Oh, well? big time. I mean, my legs right now, they got them ripped in, wrapped in triple-layer uh, wrappings because it's I'm so swelled up and my hands are so swelled up, I can't hardly bend them. And my joints are swelled up. My back is swelled up really bad right now. Everywhere there's a trigger point, I'm swelled. Um, did you realize any uh, temperature changes? You know, yeah, my body? fever was 100 last night, and, and I wasn't sick. I mean, I don't know why. Well, because of the fibromyalgia, my fever goes up sometimes for no reason whatsoever. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, I know what temperature changes is. I, I my, my affected limb is actually colder than the rest of my body. You know, and sometimes it depends on the temperature outside. Sometimes it could be so hot that it's so hot. Uh, in the affected area and compared to, you know, every everywhere else on my body, you know. So it's just unbelievable how these things affect the human body, affect the nerves and everything. I mean, unbelievable. But um, so when it comes down to it, in, in, your, in your case, um, you know, it, it sounds like you, you've had, you know, a lot of, Trying times, okay. It sounds like you had a lot of trying, trying uh, times and, and tribulations, but it seems like you know because of your demeanor 
and because of your personality and because of your uh, warrior-like attitude, it seems like you're fine. It seems like you're okay. It seems like you're dealing with it, you know, and it seems like you're getting through the days as they move forward, you know, and to me that's what it sounds like, you know. Yep. you know, from the outside looking in, you know, that's exactly what it looks like to me, you know. Yep, I figured out there's no other way to live. I mean, you're not, I'm not giving up. Yeah. I'm yeah. keeping looking for that cure out there, and there's got to be some way, someday they'll find the cure for fibromyalgia. I don't know what it's going to be, but someday there's so many mover stars out there in, in country western, and all these people out there are getting this. Someday somebody's going to find a cure for it. I hope so. I, I hope there's a cure for all these autoimmune diseases soon, honestly. You know, um, they're finding out trigger points now. They, you know, they're finding out that, you know, traumas is one of the main reasons why, you know, people have these pain syndromes, you know, and so on and so forth. I mean, you know, there's just a lot that goes into it because it's so complex. These. Yeah, because fibromyalgia isn't one disease. There's chronic fatigue syndrome. There's uh, irritable bowel syndrome. There's sleep apnea. There's there's probably twenty diseases that go with fibromyalgia. You don't always have every one of them, but you can have a lot of them. I mean, yeah. I probably out of fibromyalgia got fifteen other diseases that go with it. Yeah, yeah, I, I, well, and it's all secondary to your fibromyalgia. Right, your fibro actually caused all these problems and all these things in your body. And now you got to deal with other things, you know. And it's just unbelievable, really. Um, you know, and I, I'm so happy, honestly, you, you decided to come on. This is the first time I'm actually talking to Marilyn. We've been friends on the computer for a while here. And uh, it, it's uh, awesome to actually get you on the phone and talk to you. I was afraid, but I thought, well, people need to know what the disease is. They don't need to think it's just all in our heads. Yeah, exactly, exactly, you know, and, uh, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not a, uh, a fearsome type of guy anyway, you know, I mean, <laughs> you know. I was, I, I mean, I was afraid to get on the phone because I thought, well, this is on the radio, I mean, people are going to hear me talk, but. Yeah, but you're doing a great thing, you're one of the faces and voices of fibromyalgia now, so you should be really happy about that. I am. Yeah. You're one of those faces now that, you know, it, 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 you're up there. You're, you're up there and, and you, you you took that step. You took the leap and you talked about it, you know. And, you know, we'd love to have you on again, you know, to continue uh, talking it up and so on and so forth. And uh, it's just been great chatting with you. It really has been. Well, thank you for having me on. Yeah, no problem. And, and thank you so much for calling in, like I said. And um, just um, unbelievable what uh, fibromyalgia could do to one's body. I said that numerous times tonight, but it, it's it's just when you look at somebody with fibromyalgia, you know that they have this widespread pain. You know, you know that they're going in pain. You know, every day. You know, they're walking around. They're trying to smile and trying to have a good day. But it's hard to have a good day when you're dealing with this horrible pain that you deal with every day, you know. And it's not easy living with pain. It's not easy at all. 
Everybody says, how are you doing today? And we always say, great, we're doing great. But if you really knew what we felt like, we wouldn't say great. But who's going to say daily, oh, I'm doing horrible, or this is the way I really feel? Because we're not going to say that because nobody wants to hear on a daily basis, oh, I feel horrible. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Who 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 wants to listen to that? Yeah, exactly. Who wants to listen to that as as we as we move forward, you know, to talk about this? I mean like who wants to hear negativity all day long? Oh, I feel horrible, I feel bad, I don't feel good, I, you know, I have a lot of pain and this, that and the other thing. Yeah, nobody you know, nobody would yeah. talk to you if you kept that up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So that's why, you know, the demeanor of the individual the personality of the individual, even the sense of humor of the individual, you know, plays a big role in how you get around these autoimmune diseases and the constant pain that you are in, you know. It's just unbelievable, you know. And if you don't have a sense of humor, it's hard to live with pain. You know, it really is, you know. Um, it's just unbelievable, really. Uh, what it comes down to with you, also, um, certain symptoms that we have with RSD, do you have redness of your skin? Yes. Yeah. But I'm Native American, too, so, I mean, my dad was, but my mother's a Swede, so, I mean, you can't tell the redness of my skin unless you knew that I, the Native American sticks out more than the, the Swede does, so, I mean, the redness of my skin is, is there all the time. Yeah, exactly. I hear you. Um, what about, like, the thinning of the nails and maybe, like, the hair? You know, My hair is really thinning, but they, they, the doctor, some of them contribute that to hereditary, but it's not. My hair is thinning out big time, and it's because of the, my hair. It's not because of the hereditary. It's thinning of the hair because of the hair, because of the disease. I mean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I know a lot of people with lupus that lose lose their hair, you know? Yeah, I've got and both it, of them. Yeah, it, it's uh, unfortunately a vanity thing, you know, when it comes down to it. You want to look good, you know, when you go out, you know, and it's hard when you're, you know, you're losing your hair and, and, and all these things are happening to your body, you know. So how does it feel when you go out and you see other people? I mean, is it weird or are, are you excited to be around other people? How is no. it when you go out? It's just something you learn to live with. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 hard all the way around. It really is. It really is. But, uh, Marilyn, thank you so much for being here. Um, we're going to move on, actually, to our, our next guest. Uh, right. So it was so nice of you to be on the line with us and uh, give us a little background on your fibro experience. All right. Thank you very much. Okay, take care. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Hello, Crystal. Hi, Joey. Yay, Crystal. How are you? Excellent, my friend. How are you doing? I am doing well. I am hanging in there. I'm a 2-3 pain today. Uh, beautiful day out here in Staten Island, New York. So not bad, not bad for today. I'm telling you. So absolutely great. Yeah, wonderful. So you're here a little bit early, but that's okay. That's fine. Uh, yeah, so I, had, I had to call in because my uh, computer does not like to talk to you. Um, so 
just to be able to hear, I had to call in. <laughs> okay, all right. I mean, that's 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 fine. Uh, we're waiting right now for Pat uh, to call in. Okay. Uh, when Pat calls in, uh, we will definitely bring her on. Uh, we're also waiting for Marianne Parker to call in. You know, so we might here be here a little bit late. So we'll start with you, Crystal, since nobody else is here yet. Uh, we'll bring you on now, and uh, we'll chat with you a little bit about your fibro experience. So why don't you start from the beginning and let us know a little bit about your fibro experience. Okay, I would love to. Um, first of all, hey, everybody, we appreciate you coming to, to hear this and educate you and support you if you're battling fibro. Um my story begins back a long time ago because I've had fibro since about 1993, um, diagnosed by then. But I actually had the symptoms back after I got a case of mono when I was 19 in nursing school. And um, after that, I just can't, um, I couldn't seem to shake the fatigue. I couldn't seem to get rid of the pain all over. And I was really lucky. I had a young female physician that back then they called it more myositis, you know, just which is inflammation of the muscles, basically. Mm-hmm. And um, I was sent to various rheumatologists and various doctors and specialists, and they tried different things. They tried muscle stimulants. They tried antidepressants. And I really just didn't get any relief out of that. Um, I'm an RN and I continued to work 12, 13-hour shifts at the hospital at a really hard critical care area um, and suffered with this you know, 24-7. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can still to this day say that there is, um, thank goodness, a lot more education going on, and the doctors are now being more educated, and now we're looking into exactly what is probably causing this, probably what uh, fibro is. It used to be... Um, by many physicians back when I was diagnosed, classified under the psychological disorders, you mm-hmm. know, and, um, uh, you know, the kind of this is all in your head deal. When we all know good and well, we aren't causing this. It's not in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, my favorite term is like when they say, well, tell me where it's hurting, and I'll just say, why don't you say where is it not hurting? That's a shorter list for you to write down. Um, <laughs> and that's the truth. <laughs> You know, and um, like, you know, on my bad days, I say my hair even hurts. I mean, it is literally, um, it's been a real struggle, uh, Joey. Um, I have RSD also, um, Mm -hmm. but I've just not had RSD as long as I have had the fibroids. So pretty much anything you can throw at me, I have tried. Um, Just having it this long, I've was actually in the beginning phases of the when they decided to trial Lyrica for a treatment for fibromyalgia. And Lyrica, you know, really is an anti-seizure medication. And um, they thought it would help act on the neurologic system, which in turn may help the symptoms. And that has been the only drug that I can say that has helped me really mm-hmm. in all these years. That's great. Um, mm-hmm. it, it is great. The, the, the problem is, is if you don't have insurance and you don't have $500 a month, you don't have Lyrica. And that's pretty much where we're standing today. <laughs> well, yeah, that's kind of hard, exactly. So, I mean, how do you cope with that if you don't have your medication? How do you do it? Um, I can't say that I don't have my bad days. I definitely do. Uh, 
But I just found out that just keeping a positive attitude, um, I'm kind of like that anyway about things. I'm just on the glasses floor side. And I like to help people. And I really have found out that um, not being able to work in the hospital anymore, um, that this is kind of my way that I'm still helping people and still doing what I feel like my mission is in life, what I'm supposed to be doing. And it takes your mind off of yourself. Yeah, definitely. definitely. You know, it really does. When, when your heart's in it, you really want to help um, people, whether it's education or whether it's just being somebody to talk to. You know, you can't think about your problems as much. And I use humor a lot. I'll turn anything into something funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and, and I listen to music. That's the way I deal. Um, I really don't have um, really don't have the medications that I need right now. Hopefully, hopefully we're going to not too long. Um, you know how that goes. But um, there is a way to deal with it. And you know, you just have to remember when it's a bad day that it's not going to be this bad. Every day. So here's an interesting question for you. Being that you have both fibro and RSD, yes. What's what's the difference in the in the pains? Uh, how do you know if your RSD is acting up or if your fibro is acting up? Okay. Since I've had the fibro for so long, for me it's just kind of a given. Mm-hmm. There's not a day that I don't hurt with that. Um, you know, different degrees of it. But um, for me, the fibro is all over, head to toe, side to side, all around, everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, the RSD pain is um, a localized pain. I just have it kind of in one limb, even though it's spreading now as as we speak. Oh, <laughs> um, no. It started in my lower right leg. Um, from a complication from swelling from diabetes that uh, landed me in the hospital for about a week. Mm-hmm. And um, that triggered RSD, which is pretty rapidly creeping up the inside of my leg and the groin area, kind of around to my right hip. And that pain is the burning and cold pain and intense pain that you hear people with RSD talk about all the time. The fibro, the way I describe fibro is uh, to people that don't have it, is um, if you can remember when you had the flu and and how much your muscles ached and you felt so foggy and tired and just couldn't do anything, multiply that by about 100. And that's what fibro is. Wow. So it's it's very distinct to pains. Um, Even even if the uh, fibro is at its worst. Um, it's still a different pain than the RSD is. Mm-hmm. I hear you. I hear you. I, I, you know, and that's the whole thing, you know, with these conditions, is that, you know, um, when it comes down to it, it's more or less, um, you know, you, you don't know which one it is. You know, I mean, like, if if you don't live with it for a long time, per se, if you if you have RSD, and you first getting fibromyalgia, you might think it's still, you know, RSD. And that's why exactly. I actually asked. That's why I asked you that question because right. I think RSD is more localized than the mm-hmm. fibromyalgia is. You know, it is. Mm-hmm. And you know, I've just um, my daughter has both, 
uh, RSD and full full body RSD and and fibromyalgia. Mm-hmm. And even then, she can differentiate between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes the fibro will cause some neuropathy, or you'll have pain that mimics neuropathy, and um, and that's more on the RSD side. But you know, for the most part, it's kind of separate. I'll tell you what I struggle with more than pain. I think I learned how to deal with the pain fairly well. But what I have the most trouble with is the fatigue nah. and the fog. Just constantly okay. just being kind of in a fog and can't concentrate and can't remember phone numbers or a name and not having the energy to do the things that you need to do just on a daily basis. You know, yeah. doing the laundry will wear me out. Um, getting in the shower, it's just too painful. I just forget about it. I just have to get in the tub. Um and I think it's making changes according to what, you know, uh, what suits you best. And um, I, I also think just as far as dealing with it, you know, talking with other people and seeing that you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Um, picking up uh, hints from other people. I mean, that's always a really neat thing to do. Yeah. Um, get, get in a good support group and... Um, uh, I, I think acknowledging it, I think that's one thing is we still try to hide our illness because we've been made to think that it's a weakness. Yeah, yeah. And we can turn that into an absolute positive and, sure. and be an inspiration and be a role model for people that are struggling that do feel alone. Mm-hmm. Um, now I kind of feel like um, I'm glad that I'm able to provide firsthand experience. I've been in those shoes. That's great. That's that's awesome. That you you want to be that person. You want to be that person that stands up and and says that I can help other people. I think that's great. I'm just like that. You know, uh, that's as great. you know, as you know, you know, from <laughs> work, working with me at JGF organization there. Uh, you know, we work together really well and being one of my executive directors because I believe in you wholeheartedly. You know, oh. that 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 I, I know that you really care about other people and that's why you're here. Uh and um I think it's awesome. I think it's great, you know, how you live your everyday life is is great. You know, and it's like almost like per se, you, you think about it, it's it's great. It's just you have a sense of humor. You have, uh, you know, you have that positivity about you, you know, so it's like, it's it's just awesome. It's great, you know, to know you and, and to work with you and, you know, to have all, all the attributes that you bring to the great organization of JGF. And, uh, you know, without that, you know, I think, you know, it, it's, it would be different. It would be a lot different than it is today. You know, and well, with, with you involved. So I, 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 I'm so excited that you're here, that you're working with us, and that you uh, have put your full effort into believing in JGF and, and believing in uh, me. So. Well, no, thanks, Joey. I really do appreciate those words. Um, I do. I, I, I admire you. Um, I admire you for doing all that you do to get information out to people and to get these groups together and to get people talking and to take away stigmas of any kind. Um, and that's what we really believe in here. And um, you, you've got the vision and you've got the desire to help people. And, I mean, it's a perfect fit for me. It's kind of a no-brainer. It's just like this is where I'm supposed to be. 
Um, you know, um, I, I myself am a, I'm a Christian. I have strong faith, and I do rely on my faith an awful lot. I pray an awful lot. You know, but it's a conscious decision that you make every day. I'm yeah. going to be alive, so am I going to be happy, or am I going to sit here and be miserable? And yeah. for me, sometimes it's a miserable day. I mean, that's I, I'm human. There's some days that I'll sit here and feel sorry for myself, but I really do get out of it pretty quick. You know, I just, um, I want to live the best that I can to the extent that I can. Yeah. You know, and, and some, some days that's just not being able to do anything, and that's okay. Yeah. And, and that's, I think that's the one thing about it, RSD, mental disease, fibroid, whatever it is that you're struggling with, it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I, I, I tend to agree with that, you know, because, hey, I mean, like, not every day are we going to get up and, and uh, as easy as we got up the day before. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it may be tough to get up out of bed, say, tomorrow or the next day. It may be really hard to get up out of bed, but we strive to get up out of bed to do what we have to do, you know. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, that's what it is. That's what it's all about. So, Crystal, uh Pat Penn is in the house. Let's bring her on. Awesome. Hey, guys. I'm sorry. Hey, what's going on, Pat? How you doing? I'm doing good. I had y'all down for 830, so I apologize if I mess things up. That's okay. No, that's fine. Uh, Crystal was chatting with me. Uh, we're also going to have Mary Ann coming in, you know, a little bit later. Oh, you good. Were, you were all supposed to be on the show today anyway, so it doesn't matter to me. It really oh, good. Good. Good, good, good. I about okay. had a heart attack when I saw your post. I was like, ha-ha. I was okay. out swimming to my barns trying to feed my horses in the in the water. <laughs> I got you. Pat, I mean, it actually worked out really good because I couldn't hear through the computer. So uh-huh. I had to call in just to be able to hear. So I called in early. So I just, like, psychically channeled you or something. That's <laughs> all. You took my time slot and I took yours. It all right. Good. I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just want to thank I want to thank Talk Show and or Sue and Joe and everyone for doing this show on fibro. I feel it's so important. Um, it's one of those diseases that I'll, I'll put it to you this way: I've had chronic pain since 1988 with my back. Okay, and then in 2007, I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis. And the fibro and Sjogren's and whatever else came afterwards. And I didn't know what fibro was. I mean, I'm a nurse. But I never really took care of a patient with that. I was always, you know, the departments I worked was not, that was just never something I dealt with. I never had any friends or family with it. Mm -hmm. So it really, rheumatoid was new for me also, so I didn't realize there was an overlap. I just knew that it got to the point that I couldn't take a shower because just the water hurt my skin so badly. Mm -hmm. And to take a deep breath was just excruciatingly painful. And I'm thinking now, I'm smart enough to know as a nurse, that is not rheumatoid symptoms. You know, that's something else has gone on. It got to the point I could not lift my arms, you know, my shoulders. The shoulders were probably the worst, hurt me so badly. Mm-hmm. And so I had gone to one rheumatologist, and he was not any good. So I had to go to another, and he was worse. And the thing that's funny about all these diseases, I diagnosed myself. Every doctor I went to, I'm the one who said, do you think this could be rheumatoid? And when I was on my third rheumatologist, I said, do you think I might have fibro also? Because I looked it up and I had the symptoms. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the part about it that was, to me, that is so debilitating is the fatigue. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if y'all have already talked about that since I was yes. at the barn when you were talking, but yes, we did. We we chatted about that with Crystal, and we also chatted about that with Marilyn. So yeah, oh, okay, yeah. Um, so the thing that really the part about it to me is this: most everyone in the world has some sort of ache or pain somewhere when you start getting older, but it's the mental the mental challenge, the mental game that we have to deal with, and it's the public. Um, I had a friend for 20 years that she's a massage therapist and she's taken nutrition classes and all into holistic everything. And she believes she knows everything about everything. And when I told her I was diagnosed with fiber, she was, oh, that's all in your head. That's all psychological. They've proven that. All the textbooks will tell you it's all in your head. You're just making it worse than it is. And it's just from stress. It's all in your head. And I'm thinking, well, tell that to my lungs, to my ribs, to my shoulders, to my skin. Uh, tell that to all these body parts that are just killing me, mm-hmm. literally. Right. So it's the mental stigma and education we need to do for people. Um, besides the fact we're dealing with this, and it just made me feel, now I'm in the healthcare field. I'm a medical intuitive. I do energy work. I've done this for my whole life. But when she said that, I felt totally discriminated against. Mm-hmm. My mouth dropped open. It took the wind right out of me, and for a half a second, I felt like I'm crazy. She mm-hmm. thinks I'm crazy. Right. And it made me doubt myself for about one half of one second, and then I got angry. Mm-hmm. You know, because I realized ignorance, uneducated people, well-meaning people, um, this is the stigma that is still in 2015 is attached to fibromyalgia. Yeah. So I'm so happy the show is here to educate people. It is a disease unto itself. It's not in people's heads. Um, I will tell you stress does exacerbate it. Stress mm-hmm. makes all of these diseases worse. It's just a it's a vicious cycle because when you're hurting, you take pain medicine. And when you're hurting, you have no, it takes your energy. You take the pain medicine, which takes even more energy. Then you get depressed because you have no energy. You're depressed because you have pain, and it's just this, it's like a tornado, this cycle that we get into. Mm-hmm. And so, to me, the most debilitating part of fibro was the mental challenge of saying, I'm not giving up. I'm getting up. I don't care. I'll just, I won't take a shower. I'll do it another way. You know, it's finding ways to cope and deal, you know, ways that we weren't taught as children. It's just being open to the universe and to God and to everyone around you and just finding different ways to cope and deal with these things. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, so, um, in your in your case, uh, Pat, uh, what uh, I guess medications or treatments work for you for your fibro? I was never treated for it. Oh, you were never treated for your fibro. Okay. I'm telling these doctors aren't that great. Yeah. Um, that second doctor that diagnosed me with it. Yeah. told me, um, he poked, He, I was sitting up on the exam table, he took his index finger and poked it in my stomach really hard. He goes, does that hurt? I'm like, well, yeah, that hurt. Mm-hmm. Well, then you have a stomach ulcer, so uh, you can't take any pain medicine. We're going to have to um, get some lab work, and um, so don't take any pain medicine until we get your lab results. This was in May, okay? Yeah. Yeah. So he told me not to take ibuprofen or anything. Now, I'm on yeah. a cane at this point. I'm walking with a cane because of the rheumatoid and the fibro. And he tells me, don't take anything until I get the lab results back. Well, he's 75 miles one way from me in Tulsa. And so the nurse called me a few days later and gave me all the lab results over the phone. Okay? Mm -hmm. And then she said, no, you need to make an appointment to come in so he can give you a prescription for pain medicine and to treat you for your rheumatoid and the fibro. I said, you just gave me all the results. He would not see me unless I drove all the way back to his office, 150-mile round trip, 
And just driving 10 miles in my vehicle, I can't walk. Mm-hmm. You know, just 10 miles to town, I'm bent over with my, you know, front end pointing straight to the ground. Right. So all his treatment would have been was um, ibuprofen anyway. Oh, so I've been dealing with this by myself on my own. So I, what, I take what, ibuprofen only. That's all I've taken. Okay. All right. And you just uh, go on will, basically. You just, uh, yep. Uh, and, Mind and over matter. Positive thoughts and, and uh, moving forward, you know, with life and, you know, just dealing with it. Yeah. You know, um, as a child, I had some things that happened to me. You know, I was abused as a child, and I think I learned at that age how to kind of disassociate from your body. Yeah. And um, I can remember when I was in nursing school, I had to go to the dentist. I hate the dentist. And nothing against the dentist. It's just the what you do to people, if there's any dentist listening. Um, <laughs> nothing personal. <laughs> but I actually fell asleep in the chair while he was filling a tooth. He goes, I've never had anybody do this, but I disassociate. And so as a nurse, I worked intensive care. And, you know, you can't do CPR on someone if you're crying your your eyes out. So you That's learn true. there to disassociate that's true oh yeah so um i think what i've done what i what i do it's strictly mind over matter i I really disassociate because i have horses and it's hard work like right now i've got mud literally up to my knees the water goes into the top of my knee boots it's that deep and muddy every step is agonizing and so i don't think about what i'm doing I am thinking about the radio show that I thought was 830. I'm thinking about, you know, I have to go to town and get hay tomorrow. I do not think about the moment that I'm in. When when the pain is really bad, I get on the Facebook and laugh at jokes on the minions. I distract myself. (laughs) The minion jokes. Those have saved my life. (laughs) So... And laughter truly is, it's such a healing thing to laugh. It truly, for me, I have a great sense of humor. I laugh at everything. If I see you fall down and break a leg, I'm going to run to your side cracking up the whole way. Are you okay? (laughs) I'm one of those crazy sick people. I laugh at everything. So let me help you (laughs) You know. Uh, So, Pat, I mean, do you have, like, any swelling or any uh, evidence that you have? fibromyalgia or is it just the pain well i can't tell with rheumatoid everything's swollen um like even right now um with the with the rheumatoid i've gotten the nodules like on the inside of my fingers that first digit by your palm so i can't even make a fist i haven't been able to brush my hair in three days so my joints are swollen from the rheumatoid so i can't answer that question but i'll tell you um I truly, 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 I mean, we've talked about energy work before, and I always give people examples like to raise your vibration, because I'm telling you right now, I'm with Tesla, I'm I'm one of these weirdos, I've said this for 30 years and people think I'm crazy, but everything on this planet is about energy, it's about energy, and people look at you like you've got three heads, because we're not taught about that in school, but it's true, everything is about energy, and so... To raise your vibration, just the average everyday person, you know, we've talked about this laughter, colors that you wear, aromatherapy, music, laughter, um, just things that, you know, gratitude, prayer, meditation, all these raise your vibration. Now, to go to a deeper level like I've done with myself, because I told you I went four years with no rheumatoid or fibro at all. It was totally gone. I healed my, God healed me, angels healed me, I healed me, whatever, I was healed. Right. 
And then in 2013, I lost my father, and I lost several of my horses from some bad hay. <clears throat> I buried two of them in the same grave. They died four hours apart. It was horrendous. It was just the most horrendous thing I've ever experienced. And that was in August and September, and two days after Christmas, I woke up. I had had no fibro or rheumatoid at all, zero, zero, zero. I woke up full-blown a 15 out of a 10. If 10 is the worst pain, I was a 15 overnight. Wow. And so I know stress does play a big role in this but my point was to to really heal yourself on a cellular level where we have to do the real healing you have to be taught about the energy centers in the body what some people call chakras you need to be taught where they are how they work what other organs they're connected with and you have to learn to meditate mm-hmm. i mean you have to go to this very high you really have to meditate, and there's a meditation. I'm one of these people I've taught meditation for years. There's only one meditation I can do myself. I can't sit in the own position. I can't do all that. But there's this one meditation that I learned 25 years ago, and if you do this meditation, it takes you through all the energy centers. It balances them, but it raises you to such a high vibration. You're going to such a high place spiritually. That's where you can change things on a, on a cellular energy vibrational level. It's not just smelling lavender oil and wearing the color purple. Those help, but there really is another part of the of the puzzle that you have to do. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like it, it does. So I wanted to ask Crystal, uh, how is it being a caregiver as well as a patient? Um, Joey, I, I can't lie. It, it's hard, but when it's your child. Uh, there's no, there's no question. And you know, that, that's what I'm supposed to do. I'm mom. Um, it, it, it's kind of really interesting the dichotomy that you get whenever you go from being a provider of healthcare to a patient or a patient's advocate, which basically I am for my daughter, who's just 19 years old, but has had this for seven years. And as pet reference. If you talk to a majority of fibro patients, most of us do have coexisting diseases or illnesses, uh, rheumatoid. Courtney and myself both have rheumatoid. Um, lupus, the RSE, it, I, I still think it's all going to get found out to be as an autoimmune thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's hard. It's, 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 it's hard to provide care. And she... She's not a total, total care patient. She can do for herself. She's got her mind. Oh, my goodness. Typical teenager. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, but, like, needs help walking because she feels like she's on the ship all the time, rocking back and forth. And um, it's got foot drop, and it's hard for her to walk, mostly in a wheelchair and, and, and mostly you know, bed-bound. Mm-hmm. Um, the days that are your worst, I tell you, I rely on my friends, I rely on my faith, and I rely on myself. Mm -hmm. And I get done what needs to be done. I just don't, I don't let myself wallow in the negativity because for me, it helps absolutely none. It makes my fibro worse. And and then I'm just in that that circle. I'm still in that circle again. And I just, I break hard to get stay out of the circle, Joey. I just um, it it comes naturally, but then again, there's also a conscious decision. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you've got to decide that. Pat said it. You've said it. Everybody you've had on said it. Um, it, it is a mindset. It, it definitely is a mindset. And yeah. um, to say we don't have bad days, we would all be lying. Okay. But, you know, we have them. Oh, absolutely. There's days that, I, like Pat said, I hadn't brushed my hair in three days. Not allowed. And, um, yeah. You just make a decision to do it. And, and yeah. like I said, when it's finished with kid over, there's no, there's no decision to make. It's, um, that's pretty much what I've got devoted my life to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> besides, I, I, besides JGF, of course, it's, it's my kids, and especially oh, someone that, that needs it the most. But um, for me, finding something uh, to do productively, something that I feel like that I've got a great outcome in, helps me to help her. Yeah. Just to find something to live for. Yeah, exactly. I've yeah, said exactly. so many times, if it weren't for those horses out there, I would not be here right now yeah. because I would have given up. I had gotten down to 110 pounds. I was taking, and I'm, I was 5'8". I'm down to 5'5 because of my back. But, I mean, I'm I'm not a very big person that way, but still 110 is pretty thin. And I was taking 16 ibuprofen a day I, because mm. – I, I, and the only reason I'm talking to you all right now is because my love, and you're talking about the love and the devotion for your child, my love and my – I never could have children because of my back. They said I had a 95% chance of being paralyzed if I ever carried a baby, so that was kind of scratched out. But my horses are family, and that's the only thing I live for. I knew that if I did not get myself up, even though it took me an hour, I'm not joking, it would take 45 minutes an hour to be able to push my, on my elbows to get into a sitting position on the side of the bed. Mm-hmm. It would take 45 minutes an hour just to sit up. That's how bad I had gotten. And I, wow. I live all alone out in the country no one to bring me a glass of water. I had to get dressed and go to town and do my own shopping. I mean, there's no help at all. And if it weren't for those horses, because I knew if I didn't take care of them, they would die. Yeah. You know, yeah. they they can't survive without me. And the only other option was to send them to the slaughterhouse. Well, that's not an option for me. Yeah. So it's finding something to live for. It's finding faith. It's knowing that there is a purpose in your life because I, I gave up. I had gotten to the point I gave up, and I'm not going to tell that story again. I think I've already told it three or four times about the angel dream I had. But I wouldn't be talking to you guys right now, and I wouldn't be able to to help people and inspire and give them hope like other people have given me hope because we're all connected. You know, yeah. we have two hands. And if you if you look at the Buddhists and the, and the Hindu, if you notice what their gods and goddesses, the divas, they have one palm up when they're dancing and one palm down. That's to signify... We're receiving help from God, and we're helping our other people. We're helping all mankind with our other hand. It's, yeah. it's acknowledging the connection, and so this show, I would not be talking to you, you people, and y'all wouldn't be helping me, and, and vice versa, if I didn't have those horses that gave me the will to live. Because it truly gets to the point, everyone. You have to decide: Am I going to do this or not? And I look at life this way: Working in intensive care, and Crystal knows you know exactly what I'm talking about. I have seen patients that came into the intensive care unit, like recovery room overflow, uh, like the recovery. They had surgery and they were having a hard time waking up, you know, just and they didn't want to send them to the floor, but they didn't really need ICU, ICU. Mm-hmm. And I have this is horrible, but I have seen people that just were like an overflow. We called it. They code and they didn't make it through the night. Wow. And then I've had patients that came into ICU that they gave them no hope. 
on a ventilator, total life support, family came in, ministers, priests did last rites, and two weeks later they walked out of the hospital. I have seen that over and over and over, and I learned at a very young age because I started ICU when I was 19, right out of nursing school or 20. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. First job was surgical intensive care at a charity hospital, so you have to jump right into a fire, believe me. And I learned that, yeah, right, I mean, that was my first nursing job. I ain't Mm -hmm. taken my nursing boards yet. So I learned that when God, and I believe in God, I believe in a higher power. I don't care if you call it Buddha. I don't care what you call it. There is a higher power that created us that's within us. And when that higher power says, come home, you go. Nurses and doctors can only do supportive care. The miracles come from God. And so I feel like every single person that's on this planet right now, if you're still breathing, your mission's not complete. If you're still on this planet, God is not through with you yet. That's right. And Absolutely. so it's t- it's up to you to find that, pull yourself up by the bootstraps, like my grandmother used to say, and get on with it. Find out what you're here to do, help other people, and, and make up your mind you're going to do this. Because when you come out the other side, and I look back, because I'm not anywhere like I was before a couple years ago or even a year ago, I look back and it's like, thank you, God, I came through the storm. I'm still here and I want to help. Help me help other people. That's what I'm here to do. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You want to you know something? Last night's spiel that I had on the Technoversify show, um, I got 20 people that DM'd me or PM'd me on Facebook. Wow, that was such an awesome talk that you had at the end of that show there. You talked about how life is energy, and I'm like, I, I, I was getting cheered on in the uh, in the chat room. Yeah, yeah, I was on, yay, Joey. <laughs> yeah, 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 and I, 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 I basically went through how everything is energy, you know, how money is energy, how all these things are energy, and how you have to bring them into you. Right. You, know, you have to bring all this energy into you. You have to bring that positive energy and bring it to you and get rid of and dispel all that negative energy and all the toxins within you. you right. know, I got so many accolades from that last spiel on last night's show that, you know, people were like, wow, Joe. Yeah, I said all I hang my hat on is JGF Organization and WIRN Internet Radio. That's what I hang my hat on. Right. Okay? You know, and that's just the way I am. I'm, you know, I'm going to hang my hat on that, and I'm going to bring everybody with me. You know, and it, it's more or less that I, I believe in it. You know, I believe in it that much that I know it's going to happen. Right. You know, and, um, you know, when you have a disorder like I do, like we all do, you know, you have to triumph over that, as we were saying earlier. We ha- you have to triumph over the pain, the suffering, the depression, the anxiety, the panic attacks, the IBS, right. all the stuff that comes with these autoimmune diseases. You have to conquer all of that, but then live that second life, but live it greatly and live it awesomely. And make it better than your first life. As I explained yesterday, my first life wasn't as good as my second life. I'm really <laughs> enjoying my second life. I really am. You know, and I would have never found myself. And that's why I call my show The Positive Experience. 
if it wasn't for RSD, this horrible pain. This horrible pain that I go through finally has brought me something positive. You know, and it wouldn't have been here if I didn't, unfortunately, get this horrible pain. You know, I mean, like, you you say, well, do you, did you really want the pain? No, I really didn't want the pain. No, the pain could actually stay away, you know. But, you know, I I, I got the pain, but I got sort of a, a chance to um, look at myself as an individual and see where I was and see what my special gifts were. And it actually gave me a chance to utilize my special gifts. It actually gave me a chance to utilize um, my qualities, you know. And, yeah, I was suffering, you know, for the first two years. And then gradually, as I started creating things, as I started bringing people into my organization, and as we're now growing this wonderful organization, you know, Pat's a part of it, Crystal is a part of it, uh, Marianne is a part of it. So many others out there are part of this organization, you know, because we all have one common goal. The common goal is to triumph over pain because so many of us have these uh, chronic pain disorders and these autoimmune disorders. And when it comes down to it, you just want to find that one thing that could, that could just let you forget about it. You know, and that's what JGF organization is. 95% of the people that work for me or that, that give time in their life to me are disabled, are sick individuals, okay, that have a lot going on in their lives, but yet they believe in me and they believe in my organization, you know, and I believe in my organization. And, and you know, and, and me believing in it and them believing in it it's growing and it's flourishing and it's just beautiful. It's a beautiful budding flower, you know, or, or a tree, a young tree that's sprouting its, you know, its, its branches, you know, and it's really coming to fruition. So you have to find that thing that's good for you. And this goes for all fibro patients too. It goes for everybody out there dealing with pain. But mainly, we're talking about fibro patients tonight. You need to find that one thing that works for you in your second life. Okay, you're limited, but you're not dead yet. You're limited, but you're not dead yet. Let's say that again. You're limited, but you're not dead yet. Okay? And there is more life to go. And like Pat said, you're here for a reason, so utilize that reason. While you're here, you just have to find out what it is, you know. So I'm just really excited, you know, obviously to have Crystal and Pat on with me, you know, tonight, you know, uh, and to have Marilyn, who was here earlier. Um, you know, uh, Marianne, I don't know if she'll be able to make it on tonight. I hope she can. Uh, she had an issue at the doctor's office. She finally got a chance to see her lupus doctor after all these weeks she had a fight to get into the lupus doctor, and she finally got a chance to see the lupus doctor today. So that I am happy about. You know, but hopefully, you know, hey, you know, she'll get home on the bus and she'll be able to call in maybe the last couple of minutes here and, and just give us an overview of her story. But, um, you know, to learn about people's experiences, too, everybody has a, a, a different 
and unique experience with these autoimmune diseases because it's not the same in everyone. You know, uh, and when you listen to other people's experiences, um, you gain knowledge that way. You know, in my mind, you gain knowledge. I gain knowledge from listening to other people's experiences. You know, and that actually, oh, well, I didn't know that. Let me go look it up on Google, you know, and that's what I would do. I would go to Google and say, here I come, Google. I'm going to type this in, and I'm going to learn something today. And that's exactly what I do. As soon as I end the show, I jot down some notes. I jot down some words, you know, so on and so forth. Well, I've got to look this word up. I'm going to look that up. I gotta look this term up, you know, and I go to Google and I look it up. So I'm doing a lot of research as well as a lot of work on all the other things that I'm doing, you know, JGF and uh, the radio show here, you know. So find that thing, fibro patients, okay, since we're talking to fibro patients today. Find that thing, fibro patients, that gets you up out of bed and gets you excited to live life and to live that second life you know, uh, that you should want to live and make it better than your first life because you lost a little bit of your first life. Yes, you maybe lost your identity a little bit, you lost your job or whatever it is, you know. Okay, you lost a little bit of your, you know, yourself. But there's always that second part of you, that second chance, that is always better than the first, you know? And that's what JGF brings to a lot of these people is that second chance to say, well, I can still help people. I can still help animals. I can still help, you know, the, the guy down the street that has fibromyalgia, you know? I could still help that person who's in church who has lupus, you know, and, and so on and so forth. You know, it, it just keeps going and going and flourishing and flourishing until it's a nice big tree, until the tree has all these wonderful leaves on it and all these branches, you know. And when the flower finally comes out and it spews out and it's in such a beautiful color, like beautiful yellow or a beautiful pink or a beautiful purple color, whatever it is, and that's what life should be for you. And that's what life should be for all you know, is something positive, you know, that I'm here for a reason and I'm going to utilize that reason to make my life fulfilled. I'm going to fulfill my life, you know, and that's what it's going to, that's what it's all, that it comes down to. I got a lot of accolades yesterday. I'm probably going to get a lot of accolades today for what I just said. I, hey, listen, I rant. I love to rant. I love to keep going, you know. Uh, but I want to hear more from my guests, all right? So, <laughs> you know, and uh, we, have, we have guests for a reason, don't we? Uh, yes, we want to learn about their experiences. So uh, let's bring um, Pat and Crystal back on. Are you ladies still there? Yeah. Well, yeah, we're here. Awesome, awesome. Um, so when it comes down to it, ladies, I mean, do you feel that, your second chance at life is better or somewhat better than your first life? Better. What do you think? Better. Better? I have learned more about myself, life, the universe, humanity, since I've had this pain than the whole other 35 years of my life put together. 
I had no idea what I'm made of because you're really tested. And, you know, my grandparents, my my mother always says, you're the most strong-willed, hard-headed child I've ever met. My grandmother said, you're the spiciest kid I've ever been around. Well, I get it, honestly, because I don't have a grandparent or a parent that's not hard-headed. So I don't know why they're griping at me. But that is the only thing I reason I think I'm still alive, because I learned my, my from every grandparent. You know, they always had their, we're from the South, of course, in case you couldn't tell. But they had all these sayings, like, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, put your big girl panties on and get on with it. You know, it was like, take five or ten minutes to have your pity party, feel sorry for yourself, cry, cry your heart out. Unfortunately, Shrogan's, I can't cry, so I guess that's why I laugh so much. But I'm going to tell you the truth, I've learned more. I had no idea that me, Pat Penn, had so much strength, so much will, determination. I had no idea how strong a person I am if I hadn't had this pain. It has given me more self-confidence than all the pats on the back and, oh, you made straight A's in school and, oh, you're this and that from everyone else. There's nothing anyone in my life has told me more important than what I've told myself when I've been going through the darkness of this disease, these diseases. And I, you, you, get, you, get, you just keep getting up. Mm-hmm. I had no idea how strong a person I am. Yeah. It's, that's the gift of pain. It really tests you, and if you hang in there, you're going to come out better than you went in. Definitely. Definitely. Crystal, jump in here. You know, I just think there's a, uh, there's a, a thing of beauty that comes with age in itself. And I think, you know, just growing older that you do know yourself better. I think that having um, anything, and, and I've also been through cancer, and I've had some massive, ugly, nasty surgeries and enough radiation to light up Chernobyl again. And uh, I got through that, and, I, I, you know, that would have been something that I don't know that I would have just failed right through like I did. Like Pat said, um, you really don't know how strong you are until you have to be. And um, I would say that I'm much stronger. Um, I think I'd like to say to anybody that may be not diagnosed or newly diagnosed is the best thing you can do for yourself is become your own advocate. Exactly. Get educated. I'm not necessarily advocating getting on the Internet and looking because if I did that, I could have... um, fever and all these like you know erotic diseases but you know <laughs> exactly don't, you know um educate yourself look up your symptoms don't be afraid to speak out um these doctors are not god they're just trying to figure you out and i've met great doctors and i've met really sucky crappy doctors mm-hmm. um but but use your voice get educated speak out um Look around at the uh, the options that are available to you, the treatments that may be available to you, uh, physical therapy. Water therapy is wonderful for fibromyalgia patients. It's um, easier on the joints, and warm water always helps um, me anyway and most people that I've talked to. Um, so I think that goes along with it. I would say the better path has been post-diagnosis mm-hmm. of all this because I learned that um, I learned how to use my voice. I used to kind of be the pleaser. I still am, 
but um, it's like past it. You know, straight A kid, honors graduates, and, you know, do everything and never argue with anybody, even though my mother would also say, you'd argue with a stop sign. That used to be the... <laughs> I've heard similar things, yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, like I would hear that all the time because if it's something I know I'm right about, I'm just kind of adamant, and that little knife crystal goes out the door, and I'm, like, in your face about it. But um, I I think that's just important for me to tell people is that you've got more power than you think. You've got more strength than you know. And you've got so much to share. You've got so much life ahead of you. The bad days are not the end. You'll have better days. And just find your purpose. I had to find a purpose in all of this. Um, me being a nurse and me being a person that just wants everything put, the puzzle put together and put together correctly, I wanted to find an answer. You know, and what's the answer? And I did dig, dig, and, and we just don't know. We don't know the answer. Uh, they're working on it. You know, they're, they're, they're studying it, and thankfully so. Uh, but, but, but for me, I had to find a purpose. And it's like Pat said, I found a purpose not only having to take care of my daughter, but I found a purpose in helping other people. And 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 maybe that is the purpose. Maybe that's the reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I could not relate as well unless I had been through it myself. And so for me, that's what I have to say. And, and sometimes I say it every day. Remember mm-hmm. your purpose. Just remember yeah. your purpose. That's that's really good. Yeah, definitely. One thing I'd like to add, if I could, Joey, you know, y'all have to forgive me. I had a concussion. I have short-term memory problems, so if I don't spit it out, I forget it. The other thing I think that is so important for people with fibro and these other diseases, there's something that, this is so important, is acceptance. We have to get to that place that we're, we get over the anger, the why me, it's not fair, I didn't ask for this. Why, God, did you do this to me? There comes a point where you have to make the choice that you're going to accept this and not fight it any longer. You're you're going to realize and accept that your life has changed forever, and that's where the the mental part comes in that you can choose. Is this going to build you up or tear you down? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do with this? Because until you get to that point of acceptance and you, you quit the fight, because fighting takes more energy. Yes. It's kind of like when you're really, really hurting, instead of fighting it, I learned years ago, you just go with the flow. It's like waves in the ocean. When you're hurting, you ride the waves. You don't swim against the tide. You swim with it. You just float. But acceptance of of anything that's going on in your life and these pain issues that we have, you have, when you get to the point that you can accept it and say, my life is never going to be the same. There's a part of me that's not going to be functioning the way it used to i can't run a marathon i can't ride horses i can't 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 then you stop and say but i can can do this and this and this mm-hmm. that's the most important turn in any of these diseases is when you come to the acceptance point and you come around that bend and make the decision but i can do this and I, quit looking at what you can't do and find the things you can do mm-hmm. empowerment absolutely yeah yeah definitely uh I'm telling you, I, I learned a lot today. You know, you guys are great. I love having you guys on my show. I think it's awesome. You always you always come up with, uh, you know, great things to, to talk about and great things to say, you know, uh, to the folks out there, to give inspiration, to give uh, motivation to folks to get up out of bed and stop saying, woe is me. 
you know, it, it's it's uh, you know, it's important and uh, to 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 have all three of us talk about you know getting up out of bed and basically stop saying woe is me, you know, and find that one thing or a couple of things that make you happy. I think that's important. That's very important, and I hope you know we all inspire a lot of people to get up out of bed and stop saying woe is me, you know, and that's what I hope that these shows do. And I hope you're getting all the message and you're learning something and you're writing stuff down and you're taking it to your family and friends so they understand what you go through every day. And even, guess what? These shows are archived. Let them listen to the shows. Okay? Let them learn from people that have these diseases. You know, let them learn. You know, and and let them listen. You know, you can always email these shows to your friends and family. You can always embed these shows, too, on on your websites. You know, you can share these shows on social media. You know, so don't uh, think that there's no medium to get these shows and, these, uh, you know, all this information out there. There's a lot of different mediums to do so. So get these shows, get this, get this medium out there to folks and let people know that we're here, you know, and that, you know, we're, we're interested in helping you. You know, I, I, I honestly do this, you know, because, one, it's, Therapeutic to me, you know, to talk about my pain, to talk about my experience, you know, to get rid of those negative toxins that I have in my body, okay? But uh, it's important. The second part of it is the, is the most important. I do it all for you. I want you guys to learn. I want you guys to bring it to your friends and family. I want you guys to gain that knowledge that you could stand up and you could talk just like me and not stumble, you know, and just talk and let people know, well, this is my second life and I'm proud of myself, you know, and and so on and so forth. Be proud. Be proud of your second life. You know, you may have loved your job at the beginning, you know, of life. You may have loved that first life that you were living in. But you can't be angry. You can't be sad. You can't be confused. You can't be mad. You know, because why? What is that going to change? You still have an autoimmune disease. You're still dealing with pain. You know, so is that going to change anything? No, it's not going to change anything. Of course not. So you just have to realize that. Pat was right. Acceptance. Crystal was also right, you know, what she said. You know, and, uh, you know, it's important. Once you realize you have these diseases for life, you're not going anywhere until there's a cure. You know, when there, uh, finally a cure comes out, we might be dead already. I don't know. You know, but, you know, it's up to the person to want to continue to live life to the fullest and make your second life better than your first. So I want to thank all my guests today. Unfortunately, Marianne wasn't able to make it here with us tonight. But uh, we did have uh, Pat Penn, we had Crystal Murphy, and we had Marilyn on tonight, and we want to thank all three of them for being here to talk about their fibro experiences and making this Fibro Awareness Day a knowledgeable one and a great one. Thank you, ladies. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks. Appreciate the choice, and everybody come and join us in JGS family. We've got great support groups for fibro, and we'd love to see you there. Yep, and we got an awesome page. Uh, we wore uh, purple for Fiber Awareness Day today. We actually posted the pictures. I posted some pictures on my wall. So get involved. 
ladies and gentlemen, and come on down and get involved with JGF organization and our wonderful groups. We've got a lot of different groups out there, not just fibro. You know, why, you know, if you have interest in animals, if you have interest in dogs and cats and all kinds of animals, we have, uh, you know, groups on that. We have uh, groups, you know, to stop child abuse and, and stop uh, spousal abuse and so on and so forth. There's so many groups that we do have that, you know, you could join one and then, hey, you might join another and you might join another and you might join another and you might join another, you, join another, you know, so it's like, there's so many different ones that we have. It's awesome, you know. So come on down, check out JGF organization. We are a growing startup organization, and we are there. We are almost there, ladies and gentlemen, to the point where we will be making money soon. I am excited about this, ladies and gentlemen, and we're going to start bringing more all different types of energy into us. Oh, yes. And it, it's, it's just awesome, you know, as we move forward. We want to welcome all the fibro folks in the fibro community to please join us. Uh, we, we care about you. You know, the bottom line is we care about you. You know, we want you to know that you're not alone and that all the people out there that have fibromyalgia, um, you know, I may not necessarily have it, but, you know, Crystal has it, uh, Pat Penn has it, uh, and, and uh, Marilyn has it. You know, and everybody else that I know out there that has fibromyalgia, you know, uh, I support, obviously, all the, the uh, chronic pain disorders because why not? Because they all basically tie into one another, you know. And, uh, you know, I'm a supporter of fibro, you know, and uh, so on and so forth, you know. That's it. What am I going to do? You know, I'm, I'm that type of a guy. I like to help people. And the JGF train, you got to jump on it before it passes your home. Jump on it because it's going really fast, okay? And if we miss you, I'm sorry, but it's going it's going at the speed of light. So you got to join. You got to join up, and you got to jump on that train and be a part. All right, this is Joey Diggle signing off for a great show here. Again, thank you to my guests, and we'll see you next time. This is Joey Giggles. Absolutely, yeah, and positively hitting that end button right now, and we will talk to you on the next show, which is Lupus Awareness Week. Yes, tomorrow, same time, uh, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with four great guests. So check on my wall, uh, facebook.com slash joseph.aquilino. You'll find out who's on. Take care, everybody. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.